Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 644. Half a second before, I decided I had given Fulurian a damn sight more than my name already. I am quoth. The sound of it seemed to ground me, to put me inside myself again. Quoth. She spoke it softly, and it reminded me of a bird calling. Would you sing sweet for me again? She reached out slowly, as if afraid of being burned, and laid her hand lightly on my arm. Please, your songs are like a caress, my quoth. She pronounced my name like the beginning of a song. It was lovely. However, I wasn't entirely comfortable with the way she referred to me as her quoth. I smiled and nodded, mostly because I didn't have a better idea. I struck a couple of tuning chords, then paused, thinking. Then I started to play, in the forest fay, a song about, of all things, Valurian herself. It wasn't particularly good. It used about three chords and two dozen words, but it had the effect I was looking for. Valurian brightened at the mention of her name. There was no false modesty in her. She knew she was most beautiful, most skilled. She knew men told stories, and she knew her reputation. No man could resist her. No man could endure her. By the end of the song, pride had her sitting straighter. I finished the song. Would you like to hear another? I asked. She nodded and grinned eagerly. She sat among the cushions, back straight as regal as a queen. I moved into a second song, similar to the first. It was called Lady Fay, or something of the sort. I didn't know who had written it, but they had an appalling habit of sticking extra syllables into their lines. It wasn't bad enough to get anything thrown at me in a tavern, but it was close. I watched Fulurian closely as I played. She was flattered, but I could read a slight dissatisfaction growing, as if she was irritated, but she couldn't decide why. Perfect. Last I played a song written for Queen Cerule. I guarantee you haven't heard it, but I'm sure you know the type. It was written by some toady minstrel looking for patronage, and my father had taught it to me as an example of certain things to avoid when writing a song. It was a numbing example of mediocrity. You could tell the writer was either truly inept, had never met Cerule, or simply didn't find her attractive at all. While singing it, I simply exchanged the name... Valurian for Cerule. I also replaced some of the better phrases with less poetic ones. By the time I was through with it, the song was truly wretched, and Valurian wore an expression of naked dismay upon her face. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And I forget why she, why he's doing this. 
So I, I can speak to that, and I'm actually excited to discover this because I didn't notice it before. The first thing I want to say, though, is that there is, in my book, a difference of sentence, and I oh. think that it probably is an actual uh, copy edit because the sentence in my book is awkward and contains a comma splice. In my book, it says, I guarantee you haven't heard it, but I'm sure you know the type, period. Written by some toadying minstrel looking for a patronage, comma, my father had taught it to me as an example of... Uh, certain things to avoid when writing a song. And Jordana, in your book... It says uh, it you, was you, in front of written. Yeah. Can you read the sentence in your book? Uh, but I'm sure you know the type, period. It was written by some toady minstrel looking for a patronage, comma, and my father had taught it to me as an example of certain things to avoid when writing a song, period. Yeah, there you go. So uh, my book has an awkward sentence and it's a comma splice. Uh, in your book, the later edition, that's been corrected to be grammatically correct. Uh, so, interesting. As to what Quoth is doing, I'm only picking up on this now. I also didn't really pick up on this before, but Quoth is uh, suggesting that these are the types of songs that mortals are singing about Felurian, that mortals are, like, forgetting the way she is, or that they're they're singing mediocre songs that, like, don't get her. Uh, and so he's setting up the idea that, oh, I can write a song for you. And that's why that's how he does. Like he sets it up like, oh, I'm a great songwriter. I can write a great song for you that will make them remember mortals remember what you're really like. And then because he uh, has never been with another woman, he has nothing to compare her against. So he's like, oh, she was nice. She was good. And that's what Flurian can't abide. And this makes me more interested and excited for Quoth's solution as well as like makes Valerian seem like a bit less of a simpleton because she has uh, a greater motivation than simply wanting Quoth to like go out and uh, have lots of sex so that he can compare against her. It's so he knows how great she is and that he writes a great song for her that the mortals will sing. So it's less about like endowing Quoth with uh, explicit instructions to have as much sex as possible and more about making sure that he has uh, enough to compare against that he can write uh, a great song to last uh, a lifetime. Kind of the same um, intention that Denna has, actually, interestingly enough. Like, I don't think Foth is entering into this bargain truly intending to to do this, although I think he does write the song, The Lay of Felurian, uh, and he mentions that it, it becomes a big song. But uh, just kind of interesting to think that, like, in doing this, he's also kind of doing the thing that Den is intending, which is to write a song that will like catch in the minds of the people and uh, make them feel a certain way about a mythical being. Yeah. I mean, if anything, the fact that he makes this bargain with Felurian is the strongest evidence I can think of that he must return to Fae in book three, because you don't break faith with the Fae. Right. If he doesn't, return to her with this song and say, okay, I did it. Uh, she's going to come looking for him. I have no doubt. Yeah. But, and I mean, he, he mentions this on a later page that uh, he knows that returning to her will mean his death. So uh, interesting to think about what it would be that would drive Whoa. him to say, okay, it's time for me to go back to Valyria. Maybe like that's how what the if, book three ends or something is, like that. What if it is not, what, what if it is not the, the death of, Quoth the character or no what if it is not the death of Quoth as a whole but of Quoth like the the person of that name and that's how he becomes Coat yeah could mm. be what I told you was true from a certain point of view a I certain think it's more point likely of view that 
I think it's more likely that in the frame narrative, some calamity has happened in Faye and Felurian is dead. I don't think that's likely. I, see, I was going to say it. he's going to come back to her and she'll be like, okay, well, while you were gone, you knocked me up. Here's Bast. I don't think so. I think if she was knock upable, she would have been knocked up more often. Although maybe she, you know, we don't hear that part of the story. I mean, I think maybe she die. can decide whether or not she wants to get knocked up. And I think maybe she decides, oh, this guy's cool. Maybe he'll produce a cool child for me to train to inherit my kingdom. You know what? There's precedent for that in the way the Adam believe and possibly actually work. So uh, that could work. Okay, we did it. I, what, Congratulations, friends. It's it's also, it's. I think it's worth noting the different kinds of bad songs Quoth plays for her and like how they're bad because he wants to gauge what her sense of music is like. Like, can she understand why these songs are bad? Because uh, he plays one that's like, just like, poorly written and then he plays one that's like competently written but like not about anything or not not doing anything original or interesting which are two different kinds of bad right yeah and i think more importantly are like failing to get across how awesome Florian is yes cool yeah sure do we think that quoth is being reckless by telling her his real name um i think that if he told her Maedra, if he had like been named by the Adam and then came back and told him Maedra, that would be reckless. But I think that calling, this is his calling name. I don't think that's particularly reckless. I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what else you could do. Like, it would be weird if he made up a fake name, you know? Would it? That wouldn't seem weird to me. It seems weird to me knowing as he does how powerful names are, given that he just used her name to defeat her. It would seem weird to me to just give her your real name. But I mean, he gives everyone else his real name, and I do think it's just a calling name. I don't think that that his regular name has at least as much power as whatever he said to Florian that wasn't the word Florian. Okay. Yeah, and let's not overlook the the sentence at the top of this page. I am Quoth. The sound of it seemed to ground me, to put me inside myself again. Like it needs to be said, in order for him to come back to himself fully. I mean, yes, but that also makes me think that it is his true name, not his calling name. And maybe, but he's also the one calling himself. Like it seems to me like it's an empowering thing rather than a foolhardy thing in this context. Okay, that's fascinating to me. Yes, well, I contain many multitudes. This letter, oddly enough, is on Florian from our magical friend, John. Okay. Hail! A quick note. It has been bugging me as to how one might classify the type of magic Florian practices. She's clearly not a namer or shaper, nor is an artificer. Her magic isn't that of a hedge witch, but that feels closer than anything. I hereby declare that she practices bush magic. I will show myself out. I, I was so prepared to be like, my God, man, you're missing the point of what she is and what she does. But no, you are correct. That is, that is, that is correct. It's, it's a joke, right? It is a joke. What's so funny about it? Oh, no, 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 don't make me do this. Because if I'm wrong, I'm going to look like an idiot. We just did a whole Patreon episode about uh, okay. innuendo. Okay, so it so it is it it is bush like like 
like one's undercarriage. <laughs> one's like what? One's undercarriage. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> can you can you be more specific? No, fuck you guys. <laughs> See, I thought it was about the 43rd president of the United States. Oh. <laughs> also, the 41st. I don't. I don't yeah, know. The one who killed Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we will conspiracize you on tomorrow's page. The wind. wind. Cohort Sagittarius. Ferrisimilitude.